Mad Hatter of Email Marketing, Brianna Sexton here. This is the Cup of Copy Podcast. Welcome to my tea table where my friends and I go through the looking glass and sit down to spill on all our favorite ways to build unapologetically authentic connection in this digital wonderland because that's my cup of tea. So if you're ready for piping hot, actionable email and copy tips and snack size sales strategies you can implement before your drink gets cold, go ahead and grab your favorite cup of magic, tea, coffee, cocoa, wine, what have you, and let's get started. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Cup of Copy podcast. I'm your host, Brianna. Sexton. Okay, so I want to talk about funnels, leaky pipes, and merry-go-rounds. In, I don't know, I guess life, when we're trying to explain concepts, right, um, the best way to do it, other than story, is through tangible visuals, right, tangible visuals. In marketing, the one that is most common as far as language goes is speaking of funnels, right? And another version of this funnel, just for fun and comparison, is seen a lot in the science, technology, education, and math um, world and they like to use the term the leaky pipe in reference to women as they go through education in that system. Both of these for me have really gotten my goose <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, brings my southern out and all the things. Um, because it's a rigid system, it's a linear system, and I wholly, wholly believe until somebody proves me wrong, until there's another theory and I go through this five years later and realize that I was wrong, um, until that point, believe wholly, truly that funnels are great for baking, They're great for moving large amounts of matter into smaller holes um, with less mess. And they're also really, really great for creating fun water park rides. That is where I leave funnels. (laughs) So I will only talk about marketing and funnels to talk about why I don't like marketing in funnels. Um, But that's the common terminology, so that's what I'm gonna use for right now. Leaky pipes, I only think are great for torture and thriller horror movie scenes. Um, And they are just that. They are slow, semi-constant dripping that if you listen to will drive you absolutely batty. Um, and both of these concepts drive me absolutely batty, right? Um, and here's, here's the thing. When we put this into marketing, if you run through this super 
cruel visual of putting people in one end of a funnel and jamming them through a very, whoa, a very tiny hole at the bottom of the funnel, it doesn't seem like a very humane process. Um, kind of like taking large, big chunks of meat and then getting ground beef at the end, right? Um, tasty process, not so great when you're looking at human bodies unless you're Sweeney Todd, um, for anybody who got that, that reference. Leaky pipes are the same way. So the leaky pipes start really wide, same as a funnel. And from that point, get smaller and smaller, and they constrict people. And I don't know about you, but if you are in a very small tube that keeps getting tighter, or let's see, um, for women, if you're in a corset... <laughs> And the course it keeps getting tighter, eventually you cannot breathe. It's not a fun experience. I'm just, just, it's not. Overall, it's not a fun experience to be constricting, to have that image of people being pushed through very intentionally this rigid system that only seems to get smaller and smaller in opportunity. Um, and that leads me to my favorite part of the Tea Party Method, which is the action, right? So I talk about um, step one in creating an unfunnel <laughs> in your marketing as far as retention is the invite. It's knowing the who, what, where, when, why, and how people are going to come into your house, right? Um, your house having multiple entry points. And once they get there, once they come to the front door or through the back door or through the side window um, or underneath the balcony into the wine cellar, I don't know how they get into your house. But once they come in to your space, they go through a journey or an experience right? They have that entertainment. And then at the end of the party that you're throwing at your house is the most important part, right? It, it signals a new transformation, a new journey, a new step, a new chapter that is about to happen. And that is the action, right? And there's only two actions that somebody can take. There is action, and there's inaction. And I know that there we could debate the action versus inaction, but in this sense, in this high level sense, <laughs> they can do the thing or they cannot do the thing. And that is both their choice. And in this analogy of a tea party, um, it becomes a cycle. This is a cycle for customer retention, for building conversation and connection, for deepening relationships that you have with other people. And this is where I see most people stop, right? So in a sales sequence, I see this the most. You have the invite. 
for them to buy your product, come into your space somehow on a deeper level to buy a thing. They go through an entire segment of emails, overcoming objections, telling stories, results, everyone's excited, all these things to really pump people up. And then they either buy or don't buy. And those who buy then get sent into a client onboarding. Those who don't buy get the, oh no, you missed it, woe is you. I'm so sorry you didn't do this, right? And that's pretty much it. They may receive weekly emails, but essentially that journey ends and it just stops. Kind of like a funnel, kind of like the leaky pipeline, right? So it, it just, it constricts them to this box that says they are not my people. Um, or in a welcome sequence example, I think a welcome sequence is probably much more um, accurate in this sense. In a welcome sequence, right, so you have your five emails, it takes you through, hey, nice to know you, this is the context of what we're talking about, buy my product, book a call, some form of action. And then the question is always, okay, what comes next? <laughs> right, so they either do the action or they don't do the action, and that's where things stop. But the, the great thing about the Tea Party Method in this sense, and the great thing about cycles and this idea that I want to push that an action is really the next invitation in disguise, right? This is why it becomes a measure for a repeatable system of conversation and retention, right? Because when you give them the action, what you're really asking them is, can I invite you to go on a different journey with me? That's what it is. It's not necessarily an end point, more so as a checkpoint of sorts. So in that sense, right? Because we're talking about how we can create retention and build this repeatable system for our marketing, for email marketing, um, for conversation in general, is to think of it like a conduction cycle, right? So when water boils, because all things tea, when water boils and it starts cold, all of the cold is very stagnant. It's at the bottom, not at the top like it is for funnel. It's at the bottom, right? And what we have to do is give it energy. We give it energy, we entertainment, we give it conversation, we give it warmth, right? And it gets to a point where it starts to boil and it gets really hot. And then if we don't engage or they stay in the place that they're in for whatever reason, um, that relationship may get stagnant and they may get cold. And then we put energy into it and all the things. Um, so in that cycle, right, of hot and cold, what it does, 
right, is it creates a rolling boil, right? So there's movement at all times moving through this system and some of it escapes, right? So the movement would be the people who stay and continue to take these different actions. And then you have those who leave your space, those who come off and cool off enough that they become steam and they peace out, right? Um, So in that, the action allows you to create this cycle or this circle, the circle being a more accurate symbol or depiction of completion, of unity, it's repeated. Um, But in this, thinking of an action as the next invite, right? As a, a door into keeping them in your space if they so choose and giving them the power to do that creates a holistic look at marketing rather than having a rigid system, which blah, is no fun. No one likes rigidity, Um, especially as a dancer. I'm a dancer. I don't like feeling rigid. I don't like rigid things. Um, So that just may be me, but it's not constricting. It allows your clients and customers to breathe through their journey to move at their pace but it allows an entry point for them to come in when they're ready rather than trying to push them in because that's when things feel salesy. That's when things feel pushy. That's when you get that gross feeling and disconnect that has people kind of dripping off or leaving however you may, right? So all that to say, when you look at action, this third part in a marketing system and you're building it out as an end of a new beginning um, in terms of retention what it allows is for you to create new possibilities to creatively construct a customer journey and that is the power of action in everything that you do in creating calls to action if you look at it as the end of a new beginning right or the beginning of an end. Either way, if you look at it as not an ending, but a checkpoint to move into the next beginning of a cycle, if that makes sense. It opens up more doors to say, okay, cool, what's next? What if this happens? What if that happens? And a positive manner that allows you to create more fun, new conversations, um, new journeys, new offers, ultimately leading them to wherever the stop point is, right? Um, Wherever your lifetime customer journey ends. So they've gone around the merry-go-round or the Ferris wheel as many times as they can, as many times as they choose to. Um, And when they get off, they have gotten off at a point of completion Um, rather than just going through as a means to an end. And that's what I have for you today.
I hope this was helpful. Um, I hope this gave you a little bit to think about as far as how you build your system, how you think about your calls to actions, or how you think about your customer journey in general. If you have questions or you want to tell me that I'm absolutely crazy, um, a little bit bonkers, and all things mad, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Brianna Sexton Copy, and we can have a conversation there. I invite you to either take the action or not take the action to join me on Instagram and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next time, remember that unapologetic, the authentic conversations begin and end with you, and I will catch you in the next episode. Chat soon. Thanks for joining this tea table copy chat. Wasn't this fun? If you're looking for more tips and insights I don't share anywhere else, go to briannasexton.com to become an Inbox Insider. You'll get a weekly email with VIP access to the inner workings of my brain, be the first to get notified when new podcast episodes drop, and know about other goodies that I'm releasing before anybody else. Also, if you like this episode, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Let me know what resonated with you. Take a picture, share it on Instagram, and tag me at Brianna Sexton Copy so I can thank you and send love your way. Until our next adventure, remember, unapologetic conversations start and end with you. Chat soon.